This is the day that the Lord has made. And let us rejoice and be glad in this day. Well, we thank God again that God have kept us, protected us once again, according to his promise. And we give him glory, we give him honor for being a faithful God. Let's just go to the throne of grace in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, once again, we come before your presence thanking you, God, for all the wonderful things that you have done for us in Christ Jesus. We thank you, almighty God, for the blessing that you have bestowed upon your people. We thank you for wisdom and knowledge and revelation. We thank you for giving our scientists and our doctors and all who are involved in this situation wisdom and knowledge that they need to solve the situation. And we give you glory and honor in advance, God, because we know that you know exactly what to do. And we praise you and give you glory. We give you honor and praise in the mighty name of Jesus. Let the church say amen, amen, and amen, and amen again. Well, today, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, are teaching on the peace of God. The peace of God. The peace of God is greater than anything that we can ever understand or imagine. The peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse 7 says that the peace of God passes all understanding. You know, a lot of times even yourself cannot understand why you still have peace in a situation where you should be upset, where you should be fearful, but you have peace in it. That's the peace that God given his people, the peace that we do not understand. It's past understanding. The peace of God is beyond anything that we can ask or think, the peace of God. In the midst of all what's going on even now, in the midst of these things, in the midst of what seemed to be a uh, impossible situation, but we know it's not with God. We have peace. We have peace. We can still praise God. We can still worship and magnify God in the midst of this and what's going on. Why? Because we know who is in control and we have peace in our God. The peace of God surpasses all our imagination. We cannot imagine the peace of God that God gives his people in situation when a normal person would be fearful, would be, you know, oh, I mean, really, anxiety will be filling their mind and their heart. But in the midst of all of this, I believe God's people that know his name and know who he is and trust him have peace. Psalm 29 and verse 11 says, the Lord will give strength strength unto his people. The Lord will bless his people with peace. God will bless us with peace. God peace means, means to have a sense, a consciousness, a knowledge that God will provide according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. The Bible said that God shall supply all our needs. Whatever we need, whatever the church need, healing, Finances, whatever we need, the Bible declares that God will supply all our needs. And our needs are supplied 
according to his riches, according to his riches, not my riches, according to his riches in glory, it is by Christ Jesus. We receive everything because of what God done for us at Calvary in Christ Jesus. The peace of God means to have a, a consciousness, like I said before, you know, a knowledge that, you know what, regardless of what's going on, <laughs> you know, I don't seem like I'm going to make it in a sense, maybe everything is going wrong for you, but the peace of God can still keep you. When you have peace, guess what, you can sleep at night. When you have peace, you, you, you're at rest within yourself when you have peace in a situation that you should be wrestling about, but you have peace in it. That God will never, never, never leave you, never forsake you. God will always be there for us and always be with us. St. John chapter 14 and verse 19 says, Jesus said, because I live, Ye shall live also, because I live. What is God saying to us? I'm alive, so you're alive. That the law of life dwell in us. The Bible says in, a, in the book of uh, Romans, it says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, we are in Christ Jesus. It said that law, that spiritual law, which cannot be changed or broken, have made us free as peace from the law of sin and death. That is peace. That is peace that passes all understanding. Knowing that we have a law, a law that is dwelling in us, that made us free from all spiritual death. We are free. For the law of the spirit in life in Christ Jesus have made us, God made us free from the law of sin and death. And you know, this is one of my favorite scriptures that I always say in verse 20. He said, at that day you will know that I am in my Father and ye in me. It is awesome. That's peace. That's this peace that's knowing that God dwell in us. The spirit of the living God dwell in us. How can sickness remain in us when God Almighty, the healer himself, dwell in us? We have the peace dwelling in us. And as we, you know, progress in this teaching, you know, it's more, you know, it's good to know that you have peace. It's good to know that God dwell in us. It is good to know that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but it's come with the believer doing something with your mind. An unrenewed mind will never ever experience the peace of God that passes all understanding. Peace that you cannot imagine. It go past your imagination. Only a renewed mind a mind that has been renewed in the spirit of God, by the word of God, can understand and can experience and have a consciousness of God's peace. Only a renewed mind, an unrenewed mind, have a struggle in life to have peace in situations. Philippians 4 and 7 again says that the peace of God, the peace of God will keep 
our hearts and minds as we walk in fellowship with God. As we walk in fellowship with God. Now to be in fellowship with God is to live and have our existence in Him. To be in fellowship. We are born again Christian. We house around the spirit of the living God. But you can house around the spirit of the living God. You can know that your body is to God dwelling place and never experience the power and of God dwelling in you. You will, we will, an unrenewed mind will respond to life just like the world. Just like the world. The world is fearful. The Christian are fearful. Why? Because of your mind. The mind. Everything starts in your mind and what you think. In John 14, 27, no, act, let me think of this. Act 17, verse 28 says, In him, in him, in him. How many people believe that? That we are in him, in him, in him. In him we live. We live in him. If we are living in him and my mind has been renewed to know that I'm living in him, I'm in him and my mind and I have a consciousness of being in him, then what can pull me or take me out of him? What sickness can stay in me if I'm in him? If I know that I'm in him, if I live the life that I'm in him, if I respond to life like I'm in him, then what can take me out? Absolutely nothing. Because to be in him is to be sealed in his goodness, his greatness, his power, and his keeping power, his healing, his blessing, his mind, whatever you can come that bring peace to the body of Christ, that bring peace to your mind. We are all finding in him. He said in him we live. We live. We cannot live apart from Him. Apart from Him, our mind will be filled with anxiety, fearful mind. But when we live in Him, we can have sweet sleep at night when we are in Him. Yes, situation is going on. Yes, all these things are going about our life. But in Him, we can have peace. David said, though the mountain might crumble into the sea, Though whatever happened, he said, in this, I would still have peace. I would not get upset. Why, David? Because I knew who was in control. My God, that called himself our God. He said, I am the Lord, your God. You don't have to ask me to be your God. I'm telling you who I am. I am the Lord, your God. Your God. I called you out of darkness. You did not call me out of darkness. I called you out of darkness. And I translated you into a place that I wanted you to be. I wanted you to be with my dear son, Jesus Christ. We are awesome people. You know, only a renewed mind can realize and appreciate what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Regardless of what's going on, you know he is still in control. Why would God create a universe himself 
and man could take it over. No. God would never create anything that is greater than him. No. God is still in control. The Bible says, lift up your heads and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And let the King of glory come in. Let him come in. He's there. Let him be who he is in you. Jesus said in John 14 and 27, you might say, okay, Dr. Betty, uh, Jesus said he's going to leave me peace. <laughs> Yes, but are you walking in peace? Believing it, you are, are, are believing it, and you're renewing your mind to know that nothing in the world can, can really separate you from the peace of God. It's a different story. He said, Jesus said, peace, I leave. He said, I leave it. I'm going to leave it with you now. It's up to you to, to believe that I left you the peace and to allow the peace that I left you be manifested in your life. He said, peace I leave with you. I'm leaving you my peace. He said, I give unto you, not as the world give it. Give I unto you. Okay, it's the condition. Let, the word let, it means that it's my responsibility to let or not let. If I have not renewed my mind to know that God has given me his peace, when a problem come upon me and a situation come that I cannot figure it out myself and uh, I will be fearful, I will, will, will really complain about the situation, I will think that God is not faithful over his word because I, I refuse to, not refuse to, I, I have not renewed my mind According to the word of God, Ephesians 4.23, tell us to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that's when God said, I want you to let, you make this choice. Will you want to be peaceful in this situation or you want this situation to torment your mind with fear, torment your mind with anxiety, torment your mind with unbelief, just torment your mind night and day. That's your choice. He said, you let this be. What do you want it to be? Do you want to be peaceful? I've ever left my peace with you, it's up to you to act on it. He said, let not your heart, <laughs> hey, if you want your heart to be troubled, God said, so be it, let it be troubled. He said, but let not your heart be troubled. You, you have the, the right and you have given the privilege not to let your heart be troubled in situations and circumstances. God said, you, you can refuse. My heart will not be troubled regardless of what's going on. I will not allow my heart to be troubled because God said, when your heart gets troubled, you are getting, you, your health is getting in trouble as well. He said, let not your heart be troubled. He said, neither, neither, I didn't, I'm not going to stop there. He said, neither, let it be a friend. Have we been keeping God suggested to us? Have we been fearful? Like I said again, should we obey the law of the land? But we don't have to obey being fearful. God. My God and your God and your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said, let, if God said for me not to let my heart be troubled, I dare not to obey his command. 
He said, let not your heart be afraid. Don't let it be afraid. Say to yourself, I will not be afraid. God has not given me the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. Heart, you will not be fearful. Oh yes, I can sense it coming on me, and because I'm all the things that I've been watching on the news. Because if you don't know how to handle the news, stop watching it. If it's gonna make you fearful, it's gonna get you all like, you know, uh, walking away from what God said that we are and what God said not to do. It's best that you turn the TV off. Why do we fill our heart with a whole lot of fear and cannot live through it? It's best not to watch it. He said that Philippians 4 and 8, God says that the peace of God, listen to this now. God said he given us peace. I said all that like my one of the ministry in our church. So I'm going somewhere with this. So I said all that to say this. Philippians 4 and 8 says, the peace of God comes through positive thinking. The Bible is a positive power. It's not a negative book. You have to think positive when you read the Bible. And the Bible is not a normal Bible. The Bible is supernatural. Your mind has to go past what you feel and what you think. Your mind has to go into another dimension when you read the Bible. The peace of God comes through positive thinking. A worldly mind will never know the peace of God. The worldly mind will only know a temporary peace. But I'm talking about a peace 24-7. Okay, what is going on? You are in fellowship with the peace of God. And a fearful mind will never, never know the peace, the peace that passes all understanding. Even though God said in John 14, he said, I I'm leaving my peace with you. I'm living it with you. I'm going to give it to you. Not as the world give you peace, but I'm giving you my peace. Apparently, God said, my peace is so much different from the world. My peace is past, surpasses all understanding. My peace is a peace that you cannot even imagine in your natural mind. He said, I'm giving you my peace that when whatever comes, Hell or high water, whatever come into your life, you can always have peace in the midst of it. He said, but I'm giving you a choice. It's up to you to let peace, my peace, my peace be in you and manifested through you in the midst of problem and situation. Oh, you cannot let my peace be. And allow the, the, the enemy to fill your mind with fear and unbelief and, and sleepless night, you make that choice. And Philippians 4 and 7 said, okay, now I'm gonna pick it up. Paul said, yes, God has given us peace and left us with peace, but the peace of God comes through positive thinking. A negative thinking person will never enjoy the benefits 
of knowing God's peace in the midst of a situation. And Romans 8 and verse 6 says, to be carnally minded is death. Is that in your Bible? Sure it is. You know my Bible. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You see, it's telling you. A negative mind person only lead to death. Thinking negative thoughts, thinking failure thoughts, thinking fearful thoughts will only lead you to death. What is death? Torment and fear. It can be considered as death. The Bible says, if you're mindful of worldly things, guess what? In the midst when you want God's peace, it's not going to be there. Said to be spiritual minded is life. That means to be positive minded is life. To be negative minded is death. Why would God tell us the difference between the two? So that we can spend time uh, you know, all the time that we have now, we, we spend it in prayer, but most of us, I don't know. Are you spending more time watching TV? Are you spending more time talking about the problem than talking than speaking the answer? How, I mean, how, how many hours and how many uh, 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 hours or minute or second or whatever that we spend talking about the negative problem than we do the, talking about the answer. Do we speak that answer when we talk to people on the phone or when we, we, we know, when we get on our cell phone? Do we speak the answer or we talk, continue talking the problem, continue giving the problem power with our tongue? We have all God's people know that death and life is in the power of your tongue, but yet we'll sit and we'll talk about the situation and keep giving it more power with our tongue. We, I, you know, I don't know how, I mean, this is what God inspired me to say that. His people are now spending more time worrying about what is going on than time with him. Oh, see, the enemy is so slick, not slick. This is a test for God's people to find out where you are located. Why are you spending more time watching the news than you get in time with God? Why is the news more important than you not than God? But yet you want God to help you. But you spend less time with God, but yet we want God to help us. How much time do you spend with God? Then how much time do you spend researching? And yes, I said do all these things, but do not spend all of your time and less time with God. Let nothing come in your life. Let nothing convert you. That it make you spend more time trying to figure it out which we cannot than we spend with the God with the answer. Have you been spending more time watching and calling all your friends and talking about the situation than you have telling them that you know that Almighty God is still in control. He knows what's going on. We're going to continue praising God and worshiping God for giving our scientists and our doctors and all that involve wisdom and knowledge and revelation and understanding. Are you on it maybe one or two times, but you spend more time. Watch yourself. Look and check yourself out. Examine yourself. How much time are you spending with God now? Are we giving God the same time that we given this problem and the situation? Examine yourself. I thought God was first in your life. I thought he was the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. But what happened? 
seemed like he's second place in our lives now. Very, I mean, I don't know if you're guilty or not. If you're guilty, all you need to do is change. This change. Because God is a jealous God. God gets jealous when we spend more time worrying about something that we cannot solve, that only God Almighty have the answer. Why? Shouldn't you spend more time with the man with the answer than with the problem? This is a test for the church. What are we doing? Are we acting just like the world? Just like the world. Or are we acting just like a Christian? Like our pastor always taught us that he said, you know, we are Christian first. We are Katuria. He said, we are Christian first. Are we being a Christian first? Are we acting just like the world first? And later on, we think about God and think about praying. Like I always said, he is still God. He is still our Lord. He is still the King of Kings. If he's still the King of Kings, the, 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 the Jehovah Nisan, Jehovah Jireh, shouldn't I seek him first above everything else? Will we know that he has the answer to everything? God would never allow a problem to exist, a situation to exist without an answer. And we know that the answer is in him. He has the wisdom, he has the knowledge, he has the understanding. Why don't we just spend more time still watching what's going on? You can't even change what's going on. We just sit and watch it and fill our head and fill our head, fill our head and fill our head until we have no space in our head to spend time with God. He is jealous over us for doing that. He is a jealous God. God said, can that heal you but you spend time? Now that I'm not your Lord, I was all your God before this anything happened, but the test came. Are you still serving me and reading your Bible and witness to people and telling people about me now? Are you just ceased? As though I have ceased. We put, we're putting God second place. But he should never be put second place in our life regardless of what's going on. I, I, God loves us so much. He, he just loves us. And thank God, he has given us a list of things that we are to think on to keep peace in our minds. And that is in Philippians 4 and 8. He, he, he just tells us what to think on. He said, you're my people. God, Lord. I'm your God. I'm your father. I treat you like my child. He has adopted us. He asked us to call him our father. Do you think our father going to sit back and watch us go under? No. But are we treating him like a father? Are we treating him like he is our father? Are we treating him? He said, I am the Lord, your God, and besides me, there is no other God. Not that I know of, he said. I know no other God that can help you. I know no other God that can deliver you. I am your God. I am the God that called you out of darkness. Why would I translate it to you into the 
keep them no mother's son then torment you while you're there. No. God said, like he did in the book of Revelation. He said, you, you have lost your first love. Last three weeks, your love has been in what's going on. Because that's where you spend most of your time now. But my prayer time, the TV had taken over. But can it change anything? No. But can I change it? Yes. This one spoken word out of the mouth of God can turn this whole nation around. One spoken word from God. Not ten words. There's one spoken word. When the storm was raging and the disciples were so fearful, Jesus only spoke two words. Peace. Three words. Be still. All he had to do today is speak one word, two words. But when he speaks, the Bible declares when he speaks, all things come to a standstill. When he speaks, should we want to spend all our time that we have with the God that can give us the peace that passes all imagination. Peace in the midst of what seemed to be the worst thing that ever happened to you, but yet you have peace. Our God is a jealous God. Don't ever forget that. God is a jealous God. And I believe that this was a test as well for God's people to see yourself and really, 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 really know for yourself how much you trust God and how much you love God. Have the situation became your God now that you're more concerned about the situation than God? I just thank God for being a child of God. I thank God for all the promises that he made to us. And I thank God that he said in his word that I am not a son of man that I should lie. If I said I was going to keep you in perfect peace, then I will do this, that. But the condition, your mind has to be stayed upon me. Your mind is not upon me. That's why we don't have peace in the situation. He said, I will keep that person that's keep their mind stayed upon him. Because that is the only time that I can keep you and will keep you in perfect peace. Perfect peace, this doesn't come just because you know it's perfect peace. No, God said you have a part to play in it. 
This because we read in the Bible that God said, my peace I give unto you. You know for yourself that you do not have peace. So it has to be more to it than God to say, I give you my peace. No. He said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it not be afraid. Meaning that God has given me the supernatural power that I can keep my heart from being troubled. Why would he tell us to lack? And he knows it's completely out of your power. You cannot control your heart. But God said, yes, you can. You, I'm telling you. Your body is my temple. I know the power that you have. The Holy Spirit dwells in you. He said, I've given you supernatural power. There's nothing that believer cannot conquer that God said that we can conquer. There's not a spirit, there's not a problem, there's not a situation that God people can walk through rejoicing and praising God as though it's not a problem. We are the people of God. And God's plan for us is to triumph and victoriously over problems and situations and circumstances and bring God great joy when we can stand up in our God-given image and let the devil know we are not going to, we are not, we, are, we refuse to move, we are unmovable, we are steadfast, we will always abide, abide in the work of the Lord, we will always win soul, we will always be what God called us to be. I believe that it brings God great pleasure when his people can stand up against problems and situations and face them just like his son Jesus faced them when he was upon the earth. And we have the same spirit dwelling in us. We have the same power. We can stand against any problem in any situation and maintain who we are and continue giving God the praise, continue worshiping God and continue magnifying God. But God said we must do something with our unrenewed mind. That unrenewed mind is the problem, it's our problem. Negative thinking, negative thinking is, I believe, is the biggest problem that the Christian can ever have is what they think on. That's why the Bible said in Proverbs 23 and verse 7, he said, as a man thinketh in his heart, he will become what you think. If you think you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it. If you think this thing's going to attack you, it will attack you. Because Job said the things that I fear the most came upon me. That's why the Bible said so many times in the book of, in the Old Testament, they said over 95 times, that God would always tell his people, fear not, because what you fear, fear is going to come upon you. Fear not. I'm with you. I'm your God. I will help you. Do not let that fear get you. It will take you under. Fear not. I have not given you that spirit. Why would God always commanded us and tell us not to fear. He said, because if you get over and open your heart up to fear in your mind, it will torment you to no end. God said, you have, I have given you the power to keep that spirit out of your life. 
we thank God and we worship God and we magnify God for all the wonderful things that he has done. And God also said, I, I just not going to leave your hand out there. I'm going to tell you what to think on. And God made a list of things that he wanted us to think on. And I guess for every person that we devour, you know the list that God has given us. He said, whatsoever thing of true. Some things are true that I believe that in the natural, you do not need to spend your time thinking on them. What is true is what God said about the situation. Think on that. What God said about it. He said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He will always be with us. He said, I am your present help in a time of trouble. He said, I am the Lord your God. Therefore, my people, you come before your God and you pour your heart out. That's true. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. That's true. And he said, because I live, you shall live also. That's true. He said, in me you live and you move and you have your being. You have your existence in me. That's true. That is true. He said, I shall supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory through Christ Jesus. That's a true spiritual truth, which cannot be changed or broken. He said, whatsoever thing of just, whatever thing of just, we think on those things. Whatsoever thing of pure, whatsoever thing of lovely, whatsoever thing of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on these things. God has given us a list of things to think on. Why, God? To renew your mind. To renew the spirit of your mind. The peace of God, once again, come through positive thinking, not negative thinking. You know, we, 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 we speak defeat, but yet we want victory. We talk death, but yet we want life. I mean, God has given us instruction in life and an answer for everything for a human, for his people to live a victorious life. He said, death and life is in your power of your tongue. Now you make a choice. Do you want death? You keep on speaking and speaking negative things, then you're going to bring death to yourself. Not a physical death, but you're going to bring a spiritual death to yourself. I already said it. I already said it several times that death and life are in the power of your tongue. And I said also that as a man thinketh in his heart, you will become what you think. You will never live above what you think. You will want above what you think, but what you think build your character. And when problems and situations, circumstances arise, and you respond to them in a negative way, it's not the problem. It's you seeing yourself. This what it, the circumstances show you you, what you've been building up. If you respond to it in a negative way, yeah, oh, it's telling you this is what you've been building up in your life for the last three or four years. Negative problem, negative situation, negative answer to the problem. That's why you respond in a negative way. So it's not the circumstance. The circumstances show you yourself, how you think. But when we think positive, the situation will show us how we think again, because we will respond according to the word of God. Peace comes through positive thinking. 
that is based on, that is based on the Word of God. I'm not talking about the uh, problem of mind over the problem. No, peace comes through positive thinking based on the Word of God. But what we think is what we become. We don't like what we become, but we made ourselves that. So peace comes through positive thinking. Now, the one thing I know about the devil, the devil knows that negative thinking, <laughs> and negative thinking gives him the full right away to torment us. The devil loves for the God's people to think negative. Why? Because he knows that we house around supernatural power. Negative thinking gives the devil all the power that the devil needs to carry out his plan of defeat for your life. We get defeated because we defeat ourselves. The devil just cannot come in and defeat a child of God. A child of God has to give the devil the power to defeat himself. Because, because we, we are supernatural people. Negative thinking gives the devil the legal right to torment your mind. The devil said, I have a right to be here. Uh, you, you, when you carry it on, you, you invited me with your negative thinking. I, I thought you really wanted me to come in because you spend your time speaking negative words and you know that your God and your Lord said in his word that death and life was in the power of your tongue. I mean, you're the one that invited me with speaking death words. You, the Bible said, as a woman of man thinketh in his heart, you will become that. So I'm here to torment you. I'm here to harass you because you've given me an open invitation and the power that I need to harass you. Because the devil just can't come in, kicking your door just like that because he choose to go by one day and I'm going to rest Sister Juicy or uh, uh, John out this today. No, we have to give him an open invitation to our life to harass us. And we give him that invitation when we speak death words. You guess what? You wake up the devil. I mean, the devil could be busy by his way doing his thing and going over to somebody else's house and him and his buddies and friends, and you start speaking that word when he said, hey, you go there and I'm going here because this sister and this brother have given me an uh, invitation that I cannot refuse. The party is going on now. We're going to have a good time tormenting that person. We're going to have a good time harassing that person. Man, we're going to get down tonight in that mind. Oh my goodness, they're gonna just go wild and holler and cry and mourning and boy. Oh, we're gonna get it on tonight. Why? He has been giving me, guess what? He has given every demon almost around an invitation. We had to spit him up because he was sending out too many invitations. Complaining. <laughs> Jesus, God forgive me. Complaining, fearful, mourning. Groaning. Those are invitations that you send to the devil. And him and his friend, they always bring the butter. Then the Bible says he brings seven times more worse than himself. So he is not going to come. He never plays fair. And we know that. You send him one invitation. And that roster showed up with six more other friends. And Lord behold, they brought some more friends with them. 
And your night and your day, moment by moment, second by second, you walking in the world and nobody knows how miserable you are. You're so tormented, you just don't know when you want to keep on going or not. But you invited all them demons to come and pay you a visit. Not only a visit, no. Came, you invited them to come to your party. And they didn't want you to party by yourself. And in the process, they worked you over time having fun, tormenting your mind. You know, I prayed to God in the name of Jesus as we come to a close. I truly hope that these words have encouraged you and opened up your spiritual eyes that you can examine yourself and find out where you're still in the faith of God or not. And I'm just going to say this quick prayer. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for loving us so much, God, that you would even have me to warn your people about their time spent with you and the time spent with the enemies. You get so much on about the world and what's going on. Lord, if we are guilty, anyone is guilty, Lord, forgive us in the name of Jesus. We know that you are our God, Lord, but sometimes we tend to act as though there's not a God in the way to hell. And God, I thank you that you said if we would confess that you were so faithful, oh, loving God, oh, sweet and mighty God. You were so faithful and you were so just to forgive us. And we thank you in Jesus' name. As you'll be encouraged, spend more time with God than you spend with the talking about the world and what's going on. Yeah, we know there's a problem, but please spend more time with thanking God for the answer. Amen. God bless you.